Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, and queers of all ages. In this corner, we have a lifelong legend, Fresh Prince, Philadelphia native, and Reese's winner of Best Actor at the Oscars with a super sonic slap. Will Smith. And in this corner, we literally just have the fucking zebra from Madagascar. The one that sung um, that damn circus Afro song. Yeah, her. Chris Rock. Who will come out on top? I know for damn sure it won't be white people's opinions. Let's go. Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, and queers of all ages. If you have never listened to my voice or known of my existence, my name is Gary Orlandis Fuqua Jr. Yes, the second bitch, there is a difference. And welcome to a very special episode of, you know what, actually, Susan, yeah, uh, instead of the drum roll, can we just get a bunch of slaps going on? Like, yeah, I just want to hear just niggas slap boxing, you know, uh, you guys like queued up? Okay, awesome. Great. Welcome to a very special episode of The Transition Period. Yay! Alrighty. Okay. In, <laughs> in this very special episode, I just wanted to dedicate this episode to recent happenings. Uh, a lot has transpired since Sunday evening for not only social media, but, uh, you know, probably your households, barbershops, work environments, your Facebook feed, your Twitter timeline, everything else in between. So on the evening of Sunday, March 27th, 2022, Chris Rock came out of the woodwork with all of the other, you know, woodland creatures, he, you know, the rabbits and the squirrels, chipmunks and things of that nature. Tasty. Uh, you know, he this nigga basically he escaped the New York Zoo to present an award at the Oscars. And you know, as bitch niggas do, he tried to get some good jokes in. He made some jokes about two white people that I truly did not know nor have ever seen or heard of. Um, it was a joke around the lines of, you know, if he didn't win, if the if the guy in the situation didn't win that award, then he wouldn't be able to have any sex with his wife that night. Very just gross, gross shit. And then for some reason, for for some I don't know what dawned on him to do this, but Christopher Rockham Sockham slapped that bitch ass rock. Um, decided to direct his attention to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Um, now for me personally. I have seen on multiple accounts how nothing good comes from joking about the Smith family. Nothing good comes from joking about them at all. We saw a couple weeks ago with Laverne Cox when she made a joke about the entanglement and everyone went out on her. Like it's nothing good comes from that. Um, so I don't know why, why, Chris did this, but as soon as Chris Rock directed his attention at them, I was positive that he was going to make an entanglement joke, but instead he tried to make a joke about Jada Pinkett's hair and uh, the state of it and like, you know, her alopecia and things of that nature. Now, for me personally, I was unaware about Jada's alopecia because I got so much shit going on in my own damn life that I can't really keep up with rich niggas and what they do. Uh, however, when I did find out about this and that, the fact that it actually went down and how genuinely mortifying it was for her, the joke was, was offensive to me. And um, that was when I... Well, let me leave my personal opinions for the end of the explanation and everything. 
The joke that was made was, and I quote, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Now, for me personally, when I was watching, I was like, okay, he's just making a ball joke at her. I did not know that she had alopecia. That's why when it went to zero to 100 so quick, <laughs> but let me, we're getting there. And when he said this, I mean, like, you could just see Jada's eyes meet the back of her skull. Like, she rolled her eyes so hard. And I was watching this with my mother. And I literally looked up to my mom and I said, Mom, she did not like that one at all. Like, you could tell that she was not having it, not featuring it. But she did not want to get the DVD, the Blu-ray. She was not wanting it. Um, so, it, you know, it's very common at these types of white award shows because, in my opinion, the Oscars is still white. I don't care if, how many. Like, it is built on a system of whiteness and a system of, like, racism that will never be erased from the Oscars history, in my opinion. But it's very common at these white award shows that, you know, no brain having ass niggas like Chris Rock will take advantage of the stage just to spew wild shit to whoever's in the vicinity. You know, it's not something that's unheard of. We've seen it happen for years, and it's it's not the first time Chris has decided to make a joke about Jada. Like, if you go back to 2016, back when, you know, hashtag Oscars so white was happening and everything like that, and Jada and Will decided to boycott it, um, Chris made a joke somewhere on the long, along the lines of, oh, uh, you can't, uh, it's like if I wanted to get into Rihanna's panties, I, I, I wasn't invited in, so I can't really be upset about it or something along those lines. You know, it just seems like he's been plotting at having another jab at Jada for a while. Oh, Lord. And that's when the floodgates decided to open. That's when the locusts decided to swarm the evening that night. Oh, Lord. So Will Smith politely gathered his things and his thoughts and his feelings. He uh, stood up, made his way to the front of the stage to where Chris Rock was standing. And he served that man with a slap that was built off of the power from all of his ancestors. Will Smith smacked Chris Rock so damn hard that he gave him a personal COVID test. Will Smith rocked that nigga's face so swiftly and so professionally, shout out to King of Reeds, that all I heard was, Toasty! Like, girl... He smacked that nigga so hard. All I saw was just sonic rings all over the place. Like, it, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was like the slap of a lifetime. And if you're li like me, when you were watching it at home, you thought it was a joke. I, I clearly, like, I was looking at the setup, and, like, from the way he was smacking him, it looked like a staged slap. It did not look real to me at first. I mean, like, I thought that it was uh, a punchline, or rather, you would say a slap line. <laughs> you know, like I, I thought, like it was not serious. But then, when the audio was cut out, and all we saw—well, I mean, if you live in the U.S., all that we saw was Will Smith appearing to be cussing Chris Rock clean the hell out. Um, it was it was it was a mess. And from that point on, Twitter erupted. News outlets and blogs were in a frenzy. And somehow white people felt like it was their place to voice their opinions. Just a lot of wrong happening. And that's what we're here to discuss today. I have seen so much discourse, so much backlash, so many think pieces from black people, white people, everyone alike behind the situation. So you're damn right that I had to get my black ass up gather my thoughts and things and make this episode. 
So on my personal social media and on the uh, transition period social media pages, I asked for personal testimonies and personal comments, preferably from black people, um, to voice, you know, how they feel, what's your flavor, how, how are you interpreting the whole situation. Um, due to like confidentiality, I didn't really clarify if it's cool to use anyone's name. So instead of like, you know, sitting and waiting for everyone in Tron and being like, hey, can I use your name in this? Yes, you can. No, you can't. I'd rather it be confidential. Yeah, I'm just going to make all of it confidential. So if you're hearing these testimonies, you'll know it's from you. And I'm reading all these testimonies. Like the words that are about to be expressed do not necessarily f- reflect those of the host. Um, we say this all the time on Drag Race Clubhouse on Twitter. <laughs> These opinions and thoughts do not directly affect me, my racks and stacks, my uh, my worth ethic, or anything of the sort. I'm just, I'm giving the people a voice. So here we go. First comment comes from this person, and they say, Will himself laughed at the joke, but when he saw Jada upset by the fact that he reacted, that's when he wanted to go ham. Granted, the joke was was not appropriate but at the end of the day comedians make offensive jokes defending your wife's honor is justified but i strongly feel like there's a time and place for everything did chris cross the line undoubtedly so but i'm just curious where that energy was for august considering he had a lot of mouth a lot a lot of he had his name a lot in his mouth around that time that's one testimony jada wasn't even nominated there was no reason to make her the butt of the joke at all regardless of what happened as a result the joke shouldn't have been made lord knows there was plenty of jokes better in the rest of the nominees better for the rest of the nominees most of which would have gotten a laugh and didn't rely on direct uh, attention to someone's health and body changes okay Jada Pinkett has been open about her diagnosis with alopecia, and so for Chris Rock to make a joke about her hair is just an extra disrespect. Not even taking into account all of the black women go through regarding their hair and other people's comments and opinions about their hair. T. Okay, last comment. It's not cool to poke fun at anyone's illness. Bottom line. Like, white women do not realize the power that we have. Like, yeah, we have to fight a lot of sexism and abuse. Like, my gender has not been easy necessarily, but, like, we're white. White women who don't acknowledge their privilege and practice intersectionality just piss me off because there is pain and hate we experience we experience deeply entrenched in systems. It's not hard to have a little fucking empathy or not be a racist prick. That was in referring to white people, you know, voicing their opinions and like feeling so strongly against Will Smith because of this whole situation. That is my comments that I received. Uh, well, some of my favorite and more, um, literate comments I received. Uh, Thank you to everyone that sent something in. It is deeply appreciated because of you. I get to expand my platform and utilize my platform to add voices and nuance to situations such as this. So it is deeply, deeply appreciated. Now I'm going to voice my own personal opinion. I'm going to just lay it out on the table about the whole, whole like ordeal, how I see fit. A lot of these niggas <laughs> that say weak, spineless, idiotic, whimpering things and let them spew out of their mouths do not fully understand the concept of accountability. And they don't understand that you can say whatever you want to say or choose to say, but also at the same time, you have to suffer the consequences of the things that come out of your mouth. For instance, I can go outside right now and say, Governor K. Ivey is a whole bitch. 
But if I say that, I also have to suffer the consequences of saying that. Now, ain't nobody gonna whoop my ass or nothing of the sort, but at the same time, I have to be accountable for the things that come out of my mouth and for the impact that it has. Now, in this context, Chris Rock felt as though that he had the upper hand, he was being televised across the world, you know, uh, that he could say whatever he wanted to say and no one could really check him on it. What he did not account for was the way Will Smith reacted to it. Which is why he joked about Jada the way he did. He felt as though since he was on stage that nothing really could happen for him. You know, whether he knew about her alopecia or not, he still knew that he was in a position of power in that sense to where he could have the upper hand in that moment by being the presenter on stage. So with all of that given circumstances, he felt the freedom to say whatever he wanted to say. But what he did not expect and account for was Will Smith to fully smack the sonic rings out of that ass. That nigga didn't even get all seven emeralds, bitch. He got smacked at like level one green hill zone. Like he fell into the water. (laughs) Now, do I think Will Smith was in the wrong? Currently and personally, I do not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you best believe that if you talk crazy about my mama, my siblings, my father, my best friends, my potential partners, anybody else in between, I'm going to stand up for them. If you talk crazy about me, I'm going to stand up for myself. I don't go fuck. I don't personally want to solve anything with violence necessarily and putting my hands on somebody, but sometimes it is deserved. Sometimes people deserve to get the shit smacked out of them. I wish I had the same mindset that Will Smith had in that moment because there's so many times in this life alone (laughs) where I've wanted to just smack the hell out of somebody, but in most cases, because I am black, it will be presumed that I am the aggressor. And that is you know, what a lot of people online are doing. I have read... So many Facebook comments that are just rooted and that just stem from gross anti-fucking-blackness. I literally, the night of this happening, there was someone in my local community that made a Facebook post where they were basically calling Will Smith a thug for what he did. And you want to know what the color of that person is? Just guess. Niggas out here calling him a thug for defending his wife? The hell? I've had to read so many tweets from white women saying that, oh, Will Smith is clearly an abuser. And I've had, uh, I, 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 I've dealt with anxiety and I grew up in abusive households. And it's very obvious that he beats Jada. And, 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 and we all know, all, all victims of domestic abuse understand the signs. And we, we, we know like all this bullshit. All this bullshit. And I've just had to read so many comments from white voices and white bodies and white people stating that they think that he has set us as the black community back because of his actions. That is something I've legitimately had to read in the past couple of days. And I just want to get on that real quick. Dear white people, you will never, and I mean never, have to be discriminated against because of the color of your skin. 
That will never happen to you. You will never have to know how it feels to not receive jobs, to be declined from work, to be declined from uh, certain spaces because of the state of your hair, because of how it looks, the texture of it, etc. You will never be denied jobs, housing, all those things because of the state of your hair. That will never happen to you. You will never know what it feels like to have the racial divide and discrimination that comes with the state of your hair. You just won't. Even now at my own personal workspace, there's someone that has an afro and people be talking about his afro all the fucking time. And it's just like, you are white. You don't understand black hair. So why the fuck are you commenting on it? Like, it's just like... It's way beyond Jada having alopecia. I mean, that, that, in the moment with Chris Rock, that's where, that's where the divide went. That's, that, like, that's what, that's what sent Will Smith off so badly was the fact that he was making fun of her or poking fun at her state of hair, poking fun at her condition in front of all of these white bodies and faces and the world. Like, that's why that slap happened. It's a black man in a system of power looking at a white woman and degrading her just like how many of you degrade white women, I mean, degrade black women, excuse me, for their wigs, their weaves, their natural hair, the state of their hair, the texture, et cetera, et cetera. It just solely starts with you. And secondly, calling Will Smith a thug for defending his wife? Like, are you fucking kidding me? So you mean to tell me that if you were in a position where your wife or your partner, husband, whatever, was uh, someone that, basically someone that you love and care about, was getting discriminated against by mass media or by a, 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 a nigga on stage, that you wouldn't react that same sort of way. And I get the whole time and place thing, but like it all just goes back to respectability politics that white people have put in place. White people are the reason that black people have to walk on eggshells about our emotions. And that's why we can't fully express them. There have been so many times when I've gone off there have been so many times when I had to stand up for myself and my blackness and the people around me and I am read solely as just being a thug I'm read solely as just you know trying to cause a commotion this that and the fourth white people love us when we are palpable to them white people love us when we can make them laugh and things of that nature they don't like us when we have our emotions and when we're genuinely human many black people navigate in a way that is suitable for white comfortability and to be in the good graces of whiteness and it's just sick to me now me personally what i have gone up on that stage and you know smacked all of the taste buds out of chris rock's mouth probably not but i mean who knows a lot of these niggas deserve it but at the same time i don't think that will smith has to necessarily operate on a system that is for white comfortability to be palpable to the masses like we as humans shouldn't have to shut down our image or like be so fearful of what people would say about us and when it comes to defending our own I just don't think that's right I don't think that he has to operate on that sort of system when it comes to his family being disrespected some of you may think that he looks childish or seem like that was a very childish thing for him to do but when you're in the face of adversity and the person that you love the most presumably is being disrespected you bet your ass and you owe it to them to defend them Will Smith is going to have to suffer the consequences probably unfortunately I mean I don't know at this point I don't think the academy or anything has happened to him to where like his award was taken away or like he's been like banned for the event but if that happens that's going to be some bullshit because for years the Oscars has been built up on racism 
when Marlon Brando won the Oscar back in the 70s and like had, uh, for, I'm forgetting her name, but it was that Native, Native American woman that was talking about disrespect against indigenous people and every white person in that fucking pe- place was disrespecting her and booing her and you got John Wayne's old, decrepit, maggot-eating ass about to go up on stage and try to try to fuck with her. Like, it, it's rooted in racism. Harvey Weinstein has 81 fucking Oscars. 81. And all of his Oscars have blood on him. All of the Oscars have blood on them because it is built off the backs of his victims. But you're going to threaten to take away Will Smith's Oscar because he... I understand that's assault. Don't get me wrong, I understand that. But you're going to threaten to take his away when you have all of these abusers out here with all of these fucking Oscars and notoriety and, and recognition? I'm sure that Will Smith cares more about defending Jada's honor than he cares about, you know, a golden piece of plastic. Well, I mean, um, girl, let's get it straight. I'm, it could be some other type of material. I've never touched an Oscar in my life. But, I mean, you get the point. And now, this is directed to all of you white people that are allowing your racial biases to be seen because of this whole bullshit. I may have mentioned this earlier, but I am seeing white people online calling Will Smith an abuser and saying that it's very obvious that he beats Jada by the way that he reacted to the joke. And I'm going to say this. The way that some of y'all are talking about Will Smith currently in the same fashion, in the same way, is very similar to black people that get victimized in this country. This is the same exact mentality that resulted in Emmett Till's murder. I'm being so serious. White people are in a system where they know that their tears, their outcries, and their feelings will always and forever will be prioritized over black lives. And for you to get online and say that this man is an abuser with absolutely no evidence or no way of proving it is absolutely beyond disgusting. You see a black man getting emotional about someone that matters to him a lot, and you take that as a threat, and you create a narrative in which he is an abuser. That's the thing. You love black people when they're happy and joyful. You love to sit on your couch at 10 p.m. at night and watch reruns of Fresh Prince and feel like you're a part of the culture. You love to you love the construct of blackness. You love to dabble in it. You love to listen to songs that have the word nigga in it and this and the fourth. But when it comes to those black lives and those black feelings and when those feelings come out, you can't take You're all about protecting black women, protecting black people. Black Lives Matter. So many of you niggas got Black Lives Matter in your bio, but you don't fucking act like it. Because as soon as you get the opportunity to dehumanize a black person, you will jump through, you will jump through gold rings, bitch, to do it. And it's disgusting. And I've had the same mentality pushed on me even. I've had to suffer through, trigger warning in a sense, but I've had to suffer through my white abusers contacting my friends and trying to blackmail me and ruin me. And everyone just believing them because the structure of whiteness that is in place, (laughs) oh Lord, the structure of whiteness that is in place is so abhorrent. We've seen for years and years and years and years and decades and centuries where white feelings and tears and emotions are so much more favored over black lives. We've seen it happen for years, and it's disgusting, it's racist, and it's abhorrent. 
And I just want for all of these so-called white allies and white activists to be aware of these tactics. Be aware of the tactics that you and your people, your skin folk, like to use to dehumanize niggas like me. That's that on that. And one final thing. You niggas, black people, white people, everybody, y'all just need to leave black women alone. And when I say women, I mean cis and trans women. Just leave black women alone. Black women have had to bear the brunt of so many niggas, so many Twitter niggas, so many just nasty, foot-dragging-ass bastards that like joking about their mannerisms, their bodies, their skin types and texture, the shade of their skin, the state of their hair, their wigs. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And there's no one in this entire country, I don't go fuck, there's no one in this entire country that is more disrespected on a day than the everyday black woman. We literally have seen this with uh, Kentaji Brown Jackson all last week when Ted Cruz's Homer Simpson looking ass was standing before her and spewing out all these hypotheticals and all this rhetoric towards her just to dehumanize her, her voice, and her black emotions and feelings. This nigga literally stood up here and was questioning her about critical race theory and transracialism and transgender people and all of this bullshit. All these things that don't matter in that moment just to throw a black woman off and dehumanize her and make her feel small. And this is how a lot of black people even act. You don't favor black women when they're in positions of power or when they feel good and when they're confident and feel good about themselves. You want for black women, black people as a whole, to be small, docile, and silent. And as long as this black body right here, as long as this black body draws breath, bitch, you'll never get it from me, baby. You'll never get it from me. I will never be smiling. I will never be small. I was not raised to be that bitch. I, I have. I, do you know the lineage from who I come? Do you know the lineage that we come from? You may have tried to take that away from us, bitch. Our, it is ingrained in our blood. We will not be small. We will not be silent. We will not back down ever. And I don't care if it's to someone of our own skin type. I don't care if it's to another white person. We will never back down. My thing is, y'all need to leave black women alone. Just leave black women alone. If you want to protect black women, stand in that shit. Don't just do it when it benefits you. If you think that black lives matter as much as you think that they do, then you would act like it. Oh, Lord. In closing, those are all of my opinions and thoughts. I try to keep this episode pretty short because, you know, I know, I know y'all are going to work and you got this, you're in your classes and things, you got things to do. And I'm sure that none of this bullshit will matter by next week. So I'm trying to get this episode out as fast as I possibly can. Um, if there's anything that you feel the need to add based off what I've said, we can go back and forth with the DMs, bitch. My, my, my fingers go all day, every day. These thumbs don't quit, honey. So if you want to go back and forth and talk about it, let's talk about it. If you want to have a great discussion about it, let's talk about it. If you want to just tell me I'm wrong or whatever the fuck you want to say, I'll do, I'll take that on the chin too. I don't go fuck. But one thing I do know <laughs> by Thursday morning this week, all of this should be wrapped up. I don't want to see any more memes or posts. Because if this enters the weekend, at this point, you're just clout chasing off the situation. And it's weird. So I'm giving a warning to all of you Twitter niggas, all of you people on Instagram that are making jokes and cracking jokes, all you white people with opinions, all this bullshit, even myself even, by March 31st at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh uh-uh. It better, you better get it all out of your system by then. I better not see it once six o'clock hit on March 31st. I better not see anything else. No more memes, videos, jokes, think pieces, nothing like that. I'm holding this like an audition notice, bitch. If you don't submit, if you don't submit at this time, you will not be considered, girl.
Will Smith already apologized. We've got our jokes in. White people have shown their true colors. And hopefully a lot of y'all have created and curated like a block list from the situation. Let's just let's just keep on pushing forward about things that actually genuinely matter. Okay. In closing, be aware of your black blackness. Protect black women. Stop disrespecting black women. And above all, talk shit, get hit. That's all I gotta say. So with all that said and done, done, done. <laughs> if you want to follow me and support me, my Twitter is and my Twitter and my Instagram are both at BGaryFuqua. If you want to support my podcast, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and everywhere else that you can rate. It helps out a ton. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow us at Transition Period Pod on Instagram and Trans Period Pod on Twitter. And you can find uh, this podcast on all streaming platforms if you want to listen to all the other episodes. Um, and if you want to support my drag, my drag Instagram is at the only Africa. That is T H E O N L Y A F R E. A K K K A, and if you want to make a, <clears throat> um, if you want to make a donation, um, my cash app is dollar sign Gary Fuqua, and my Venmo is at the Gary Fuqua. Um, if you're white, you should go ahead and pay me anyway because I just gave you a free lesson on anti-blackness and being aware of it. Um, so thank you so much for listening this far. It's deeply appreciated. Have a great rest of your week, black people. Protect your peace. Don't let these niggas talk to you crazy. And if that offends you, you can just stay the fuck that way. See ya. Check it for Gary!